to the Making Laps Podcast. Welcome back to the Making Laps Podcast. I am your host, Brent Gleason. Alongside me is my brother, Jesse Gleason. Hello, everyone. How's everybody? And with us on Zoom, again, is our Florida connection, Bill Jakes. What's going on? How are you? This week, you can actually hear your song. I'm happy. Yeah, I can. Yeah, we are complete failure. people on YouTube can't. No, they can't hear your song because we're going to cut this. Um, no, I got to start by saying that we are utter failures. I am sorry. to If anybody actually tries to listen to us on YouTube, I apologize. We are about, I want to say, what, seven episodes into this thing already? And we've made one onto YouTube. <laughs> no, you, you are a failure. I'm not a failure because I put no effort in. Okay. Yeah, you can't fail if you don't try, right? Jesse shows up, drinks beer, and talks. Mm-hmm. And presses buttons. Uh, yes. I mean... It's like a regular day at work for him. Yeah. Well, if True. Work. Uh, eh. okay. But no, we, we. I think we finally got it ironed out now. And I've said that every single time. But uh, if you want to go watch us on YouTube, you head on over to youtube.com slash vault. And uh, subscribe to that channel. You can see a whole plethora of different history items from local tracks, especially the Waterford Speed Bowl. And uh, maybe you'll see us, even if you don't want to, which I'm sorry for you seeing that right now. But, um, what are you doing, Jesse? <laughs> adjusting my bros. Uh, I need a drink. Uh, I don't think the people wanted to hey, see that. Hey, who's holding down on me over there? What the fuck? I bought beers and didn't tell Jesse. <laughs> he might disappear for 10 seconds. So, no, um, anyway, we'll just go into our, our uh, usual spiel where we uh, talk about our own stuff for a while. Um, that might give Jesse a chance to go, <laughs> to go get one. Oh, anyway, I mean, again, it's February. No, nah, I don't want any. It's February. I don't have many, you know, personal updates on my race car and my racing stuff yet. There's nothing going on. I mean, I put a nose on the car. Um, I played around with a transmission, which I'm glad I did because I was thinking about running it and I'm like, maybe I should take it apart and take a look at it and make sure there's nothing wrong with it. Tore the whole thing apart, found a broken snap ring. So I was like, that could have been bad later on down the road. Found a whole bunch of metal on the, on the, uh, magnet at the bottom. Looked like somebody had epoxied the magnet to the case. I'm like, you idiots. So I took that all apart. And I cleaned it all up. It took like a whole can of brake clean. Just a real mess. But I know the transmission worked before, so I'm going to try it again. I need to lighten the car up somehow, so i got to take the Muncie out of it and put the Saginaw back in. Save 20 pounds, but whatever. Mm-hmm. I call it the Munchie. They're, they're enormous transmissions. I bench-pressed the mine into my car instead of using a jack mm-hmm. and forgot that it weighed 107 pounds, <laughs> I think. So when you're like when you have this much like a foot worth of room underneath a race car, a foot and a half, and you don't have a lift, and you have to drag the transmission onto your chest, and then like kind of like you know alligator arm the thing up like this, it's not fun. I think I tore all my tries and pecs and everything. It hurt for like two weeks. Do you even lift, bro? Yeah. Transmissions. <laughs> transmissions. You stay away from. The I lift plenty. <laughs> 
I do arm curls. They have diseases. You do dodge pickups too. Yeah, but I actually used a transmit. I actually used a jack for that thing, and I only took it out twice. So ah, that's not that bad. No, I, I only rebuilt it once, but I had it out twice because I had to fix the. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that thing. Dude, that's why you need an aluminum transmission. Well, it is aluminum, but it still weighs an absolute freaking ton because the thing is huge. Um, but no, I did have a giant win with my tow vehicle. I guess that does pertain to racing, right? Well, here in Connecticut, it was going to cost me $334 to register my truck for three years. They changed it from two to three. If it was two years, it'd probably be 222 bucks or something like that. So I was like, this is not happening. This truck is 24 years old. I've owned it for like 10 years. I swear to God, I've only put like 20,000 miles on it or less. I never drive my truck unless I absolutely have to. But I'm like, this isn't happening. So I'm like looking online for a solution. I'm like thinking maybe I could like fudge my address to say I live at Phil's house and registered in Florida or something. And I'm like, no, I probably shouldn't scam people. So I figured there's got to be a better way. So I knew about... The you're scamming taxation, and taxation is theft. Well, yeah, that's true, but I'm like... Hey, you're being scammed anyway, so... <laughs> right. I just know that I will get screwed by some bureaucrat who wants my hundred-something dollar extra payment. Whatever. Nonsense, anyway. So, I looked online to the DMV's website, and I know all about the classic vehicle registration. You know, little white plates that say classic vehicle, or it used to say early American vehicle, or antique vehicle, or something like that. They used to be black and white plates. Whatever. I found out that the only stipulation is that it has to be 20 years old minimum, and previously registered, or currently, I should say currently registered, in the state of Connecticut. And I'm like, well, my truck is everything of those things so it's i'm like this is hope i guarantee there's going to be some kind of issue with this because that's how the dmv works it always looks or appears straightforward and it never is so i looked it up and i said okay we're gonna give it a shot anyway so i grabbed my registration my plates and with covid you have to make an appointment which honestly I think they should leave that because making an appointment and getting into the DMV and getting out within 10 minutes was amazing. Even though it was the most DMV experience I ever had, I went in, went up to the lady after she called my number after literally 10 seconds. I barely sat down, walked over. She says, did you fill out this form and that form? And do you have a proof of insurance? I'm like, no, no, no. And she's like, okay, here's forms. Go fill them out and come back to me. And I'm like, this is stupid. You should do the Patty and Selma voice while you do it. Can you fill the forms out? I don't smoke anywhere near enough to get that voice. <laughs> so I go do that, and I fill all these stupid forms out. I go sit down. She's already got another person that she's helping, and she's like, hey, Mike, or whatever the guy's name is. Yeah, helping. She didn't help me. That's for damn sure. She just wasted my time, as we'll get into. I go to this other guy. He's like, hey, all you need is your registration and uh, give me your license. I'll run this for you. Ten seconds later, he's out back in the drawer, pulling license plates out, scanning them. Give me 147 bucks. Okay, that blew me away. That's like half the, the cost. But that also included the plate fee. So that's a big win. Plus, I'm doing this for consumer advice. That's the only reason I'm telling everybody this. 
when you register in a Connecticut, when you register a vehicle as a classic vehicle, if it's over 20 years old, which let's be fair, a lot of us in short track racing have trucks that are quite old. It doesn't even matter how big or heavy it is. I call my truck the school bus. It's got a GVWR of at least 8,000. This is a huge truck. Um, they'll register it. And when they do, your registration goes to your town. And when it goes to your town, they reclassify your vehicle in the tax bracket so that instead of me paying taxes on a truck that they value at like $6,000... I'm paying property taxes on a vehicle now that's valued at $500. So there's my bit of consumer advice to all the listeners who have old trucks who race and you tow your trailers with them. Go register them as a classic vehicle if they're over 20 years old because you'll save a hell of a lot of money. It would be great if I didn't have to emissions test it, but again, the Connecticut is incredibly stupid and they make me emissions test a diesel even though it doesn't have a catalytic converter on it. It hasn't had one for like five or six years. And they don't even check it anyway. They just stick a probe in it and check opacity. I don't even know what the hell that is. It passes every time by a huge margin. Uh, anyway, that's my rant on Connecticut over. So, yeah, everybody, if you have a 20-plus-year-old vehicle, go register it as a classic vehicle. Even if it's a giant truck, they'll take it. So, anyway, enough about my consumer advice and all this other nonsense. Phil, do you have any other updates for yourself? Uh, nothing really new. Uh, I got all the suspension part on the car, found some fines, some little issues here and there, just maintenance things. Um, got the transmission, clutch, and all that out, trying to figure out why uh, I couldn't shift on the restarts. It wouldn't let me shift third to fourth. Uh, come to find out, all the fluid was running right off the snout of the transmission under heavy braking. So mm. when I went to go drain the fluid, there was basically nothing in it. That's um, not good. Yeah, no, that's was it, not good. Was it oil impregnating the clutch, or was it just going out the front? Uh, I think it was a mixture of. Well, he a said few the things. output seal. So oh, my yeah. guess is. Oh, that I thought he said. I thought he said the snout. The, no, yeah, it was like coming the, out the snout. Oh, I thought it was the uh, front, not the back. Oh, so that's even worse than if the <laughs> if if the output seal on the tranny is gaping and prolapsed. That's enough. Then that's not good. <laughs> if it's on the in in butch seal, you could take care of that with maybe uh, some goo or maybe even some antibiotics. So, Phil, how'd you fix your transmission? Well, I'm gonna be taking uh, the bearing retainer on the front of the tranny to uh, a buddy of mine that has a lathe, and we're gonna machine it out and actually put a seal in there. Hmm. Uh, so the the input shaft kind of rides on the seal, and if any more oil comes out uh, under braking, hopefully it won't go running down the side of the transmission, and it'll just drain back into the little drain hole in the front. Yeah, that sucks. I'd ask Jesse for any updates, but he was busy putting together snowblowers and fixing tractors. So, those are his updates. Yeah, Jesse, when are you racing again? Come on. Uh, You're going to give him money? He needs a crate motor. <laughs> uh, I might have to do some things that I'm not going to be proud of. Again, <laughs> I don't want to go there. That's <laughs> it. May not be proud of. Oh boy, it's okay. Dad's not around. You can probably do it without being upset. <laughs> so, whoops. It's gonna blow up the first lap. On I'm gay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> yikes! That was a hell of a way to not forget it. Yeah. Eh, anyway. 
Just so, disappoint my father some more. That's all. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, yeah, those are our updates. Uh, I'm still contemplating on whether or not I want to take track time and do the out or open race at the icebreaker just to get some seat time and some some research time. Do it. I'd have to send my carb out and get it rebuilt, the four barrel. I just got one rebuilt. I don't know. Do it. Anyway, I I don't know. (laughs) I'm still on the fence. I don't know. Jesse must have had to piss like a motherfucker. Probably. Anyway, I don't know. But, yeah, I, I'm still on the fence. I know the tire rule is going to be the same, and that won't be a big issue at all. But it's it's like, do I want to put... The thing is, is I'm going to have to take the carburetor, and I'm going to have to send it to my carb guy. And and by send it, I mean I have to, like, UPS it down to him. And uh, that'll cost me a bit. And then he's going to work it and put it on his flow bench and stuff and... That's going to cost me a lot, and it's like I just got one from him, and he did a nice job, and it didn't cost me an arm and a leg, but it's like, uh, I don't have any budget left. I'm already pretty screwed. So, uh, I don't know. Anybody so you, wants to sponsor, come on board. I'll take your you know tire money. <laughs> Feel free. But In right the now. past two years, you've gone from I'm taking a break for a year to racing most of last year. I didn't race most now, of I raced four times last year. Because I had Spread tires that a, a sponsor bit. a sponsor bought me tires, and I went and ran the car. Now you have a limited late model. That I had, you know, I had the rear end to turn it into a limited late model. I just didn't have anything else. <laughs> yeah, hang on, while I, <laughs> hang on while I practically rebuild a new car. Yeah, I'll be coming back soon. Yeah, yeah. I offered Jesse a motor, but I mean he's, he's gonna coming. need he's gonna need tires. He's gonna need you know. He's gonna need fuel. Fuel ticket, tow, ticket. all that stuff. So it's kind of tough right now. Yeah, rear end. Hmm. We could just throw a freaking mini spool in yours for Thompson. I mean, it's an open motor. You're already geared for it. But so anyway, that'll probably do. A, <laughs> that'll do for this week's updates. Uh, so I got this. I keep seeing online about this Netflix show, The Crew, about like n- this NASCAR team or whatever. I put it in air quotes. Uh, Kevin James is in it and stuff. Has anybody actually watched that here? I don't get nope. Netflix. Me neither. <laughs> well, that was a great segment. Waste my time. <laughs> I can't. Bring a notebook in here? What the hell's going on over here? <laughs> He's looking for the notebook. That's a terrible book. Don't read that. It's a chick flick. Well, you have to if you want to get pussy. I didn't have to. Well, I've proved that I have that. It's, well, I have you, a child. You did it once. <laughs> it still worked. You have to do it multiple times. That's fair. It's okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. <laughs> um, Sorry. Yeah, just, so. Just a net- distraction. I got rid of Netflix, so no, I can't watch that show. And uh, if it was on there, I. I probably would check it out, but I have no real interest in watching it. Is it it's, it's probably going to be one of those, another hokey NASCAR movie, which I think there's plenty of hokey NASCAR TV shows or movies or whatever that's been out there. From what I was told, if you go into it thinking it's just another you know, mediocre sitcom, but it's about racing, it's actually entertaining. And I'm like, that's not a glowing endorsement to me. <laughs> I'm like, ugh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> So it's the King of Queens meets Talladega Nights. 
I, pretty much. I, oh, that's what I expect. We've already had enough hokey. There's not been a great racing movie since the 70s or 60s. No, there was Rush. Oh, yes, there was Rush. Okay, we've got one. Can anybody name another one? <laughs> not a documentary. I want to be a smartass and say... Uh, not a documentary. Thunder. <laughs> that's a miss. No. That, that, no. <laughs> no, that was... A- that was a that was a movie that was so bad it was good. It was fun, but it wasn't good. Right. Does that make sense, it or am I off on that? It could have been worse. Yeah. I like that movie, but it, it's like how many times are you shifting down the straightaway on an oval? Oh wait, yeah, that's on da- at Daytona. Yeah, right. Yeah. How about yeah? We should do a segment. We should do a whole podcast where Jesse watches racing movies and tears them apart. Shot that, by shot. We could do a special release <laughs> where we just sit yeah. in the office, have the TV on in, in the corner here, and just watch stupid racing movies and comment on them. Right. right. This is, yeah, this is, a, yeah, the Venetian blinds are breaking up the lighting in there. It shows literally bars in front of his face and saying that he's trapped within his own emotionality. However, I did learn more about aerodynamics from two sweet and low packets and a female leg than I ever did, like, in a science class. Because I was paying attention. Well, Days of Thunder is the fast and furious of NASCAR movies. I mean, I was 12. Good assessment. I agree with that. What was I, like, 12 and hoping to see Bush? I mean, what was I expecting? <laughs> I think everybody was expecting that in that scene. So they, f- they had their full attention. Yeah. Anyway. The only thing you saw in there that was racy was Boge. <laughs> Bulge. I don't want to From think a about it. Police officer. You want to drop for that? God. What was that? Asked Jesse if he had a drop for that. Oh man. A drop. I don't have a. Oh. <laughs> you can just keep playing. This Turn thing. myself into a pickle, Morty. Boom! Big reveal. That's I'm a pickle. A... What do you think about that? That's probably not. <laughs> he had a pickle in his pocket, I guess. Right. He had a rocket in his pocket. <laughs> That was a setup. It was a cucumber. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what a pickle is. Duh. Wrapped in tinfoil. Like Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. Man, that's a good drop. That's a good movie. Totally. Anyway, so was there any other, like, racing movie that was not hokey except for Rush? And not going into the 70s. We're not talking about Grand Prix, and we're not talking about... uh, Le Mans. Le Mans, yeah. Or... uh, or uh, uh, what's the driven? <laughs> that was a documentary, wasn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, the one about Junior Johnson, Last American. Oh Hero. yeah. Yeah. I said we're not going that far back. So right. uh, other than that, there's Heart Like a Wheel. Six pack. Hokey. <laughs> the Heart Like a Wheel was really good. What was the other one? There was six Stroker pack. Ace. Stroker Ace. Yeah, that's it. Okay. He traced the chicken soup. <laughs> that oh, funny. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long. See, we gotta, we have to do this. We have I mean, to that, watch these movies. We have yeah. to do special edition episodes that we release at the end of the week. I could tell when we they like speed commentate. the film up and when they don't. <laughs> and then we could watch a good one called Le Mans, and I just don't talk, and you just watch the movie. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's <laughs> like we a... can't watch good movies because we'll pay attention and not right. rip it apart. But that's the thing. It won't make it on YouTube, obviously, but, you know, no. whatever. So, moving on, excuse me, uh, we were, I think we were all watching this. Uh, we were all taking advantage of Speed 51 for once, yeah, and yeah. yeah, we got to watch some racing for once. Uh, 
we were watching a race from Citrus County Speedway. And it was dragging and dragging and dragging. Like it's I swear to God it's a virus amongst Florida tracks that they just can't run a show fast enough. Like I think we're just really spoiled up here. Like you watch a race go on down there. Yeah. We watch racing go on down in Florida, like on online or something, and it takes freaking forever and they still put a freaking intermission in. That's annoying. Well, we have a Florida connection that may be able to like enlighten us on why uh, there's such a disparity between the Florida tracks and the uh, northern ones. Phil, comment. Yeah, if I it. fucking knew, I'd fix it. <laughs> if That's you fair. Knew why. It, it is. So the the first race I raced down here, uh, we went out on the track after the Bombers. The Bombers are like a little four-cylinder Saturn division, kind of like uh, X-Cars. Great name, by the way. Um. They had, I counted 18 cautions while I was sitting in the car <laughs> in a 50-lap race. It was kind of like a, a bomber enduro. Who the hell let I, them race 50 laps? I don't know. I sat in that goddamn car for an hour and a half waiting for that race to finish. I get I, out of the car. I had to piss so bad I, before the race even started. Yeah, we, Jesse and I, have... We've gotten out more times than we want to count, especially like if the SKs are ahead of us and having a really bad night. Well, we'll just... here's the problem. All the yellows happened inside of five to go. Oh. So, <laughs> I'm all strapped in and I'm sitting there. <laughs> and the race went really, really fast up until that point. And I was oh. like, all right, this is going to get over. We're going to get on the track. Hell no. That's five the worst. Five to go. Wanted up half the field. And then you got to put yourself in the car. You probably can't put your own window net up, can you? I can, uh, but it takes me. Those cars are a little different, and I'm still not used to getting in and out of it. I'm trying to look on your video, and it's like I can't. I can't tell from here. Getting belted into this thing is not exactly the easiest time all the time when you're alone because you have no range of motion to look down to see where everything is. Yeah, to get belted into my car from taking a piss break because the feature ahead of me is taking too long, I basically have to put the window net up first and then try to like put my Hans on and yeah. all this other crap, and that's just a pain in the balls. Yeah, plus I got the radio to deal with. Oh, that's right. All yeah. That stuff. Yeah. So, so it, I, I mean, once I get more comfortable with it and, and actually understand what I need to do and how it needs to happen every time. Because every time I get in this car now, it's, it's a different procedure trying to figure out what's quickest. So anyway, we got off track a little bit, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yes, I don't. Sir. What? Congratulations! How do you feel? I got to pay. Believe that he has to pay. This young man has I to pay. pay. <laughs> I got to pay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, what division was out on the track when this incident happened, Phil? I forget which one it was. They have all weird names down there. Uh, that was a Pure Stocks. Pure Stocks, okay. So they're going around, and I watch somebody spin out, and then I see the track kind of flicker and then go dark, and I'm like, no. No, there's no, <laughs> there's no freaking way that this yokel went up the dirt bank and took down the light pole. I'm like, Backwards. there's no backwards yeah i'm like there's no way and then i thought about it and i'm like wait a minute this is the same exact racetrack where i think last year somebody launched over one and yep. landed on the pace car 
you get you get moving at that place. So that is the place that somebody launched over and hit the pace car, though, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, they destroyed that. Thing. That was a great video. If anybody wants to see that, go look that up on YouTube. Uh, what was it Citrus County Speedway pace car? Somebody flipped on top of it. It was a hilarious. It was like Dukes of Hazard. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So they take the freaking light pole down, and everyone and their brother, because I think they're all brothers down there. Um, brother, uncles, sister, mothers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm shitting on these. I'm gonna people. get my ass beat. There Father, goes brother. There goes all our listeners in Florida. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, but no, they're all standing around scratching their head like, how the fuck do we fix this thing? And I'm like, well, that's simple. You should have thought about it ahead of time. <laughs> Get in touch with your local United Rentals or some rental place that has a light fixture that's like a you know portable generator light fixture thing. Yeah. And like have one on site. I mean, you never know when you need light. What if, you know, the pit lights go out and you got to get people out of the pits? You pit fire lights? up the generator or whatever. What are pit lights? No, you, you can sometimes see lights from the track inside the pits. And what if the track lights go out while people are still in the pits? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. We, we what, whatever, whatever light it is, whichever huh. one goes out. But Or um, go to an equipment auction and pick them up for cheap. I don't know. I'm just thinking out, you know, if I was a promoter that this is probably what I'd do, but um obviously hindsight's 2020 20 and people have different budgets. But their solution was <laughs> just as redneck as it could be. Um they pulled what was it about four lights, those LED, the long whip lights or whatever they are. Yeah, the like the pit style lights that you hang on the back of the trailer. Yeah. They pulled about four of those off of competitors trailers or something and they borrowed a honda generator and they took stakes not like meat stakes but like rods like metal stakes and hit them into the ground grabbed a bag of zip ties and stuck the poles up on the edge of the racetrack and zip tied them to those poles so that they were facing out against the racetrack and then they push what's that out ish yeah they were they were mostly out towards the racetrack and then they fired up the generator and plugged them all in. Now, obviously, it didn't work great, but I guess it worked enough for them to get the race in because they got the super late model race in. And I think Jared Irvin ended up winning that. And uh, yeah. our buddy Muffy was spotting for Jared that night. So, cool. That's neat. Congrats to those guys. Uh, but, no, it's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's actually pretty clever. It was really, honest. it was a really clever yeah. solution. If it, it worked a lot better than I thought it would go. Honestly, Honestly, I'm just surprised they didn't take two two you know track trucks, make sure the tanks are full, park them behind the mound, one facing left, one facing right, flip the high beams on, and leave them running. It would have been fixed in five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I've seen stuff like that at all time. Yeah, but it would have been pretty pretty bright. I mean, it might have blinded the drivers, but I mean, if you yeah. stick them behind the mountain, they'll probably get landed on when the next car comes over. So. <laughs> I don't know. Get a thrill show and a super late model race at the same time. Hey, you paid for the ticket and you're getting a show. Yep. Uh, let's see. I don't really have much more um, for local stuff. Anybody have anything for local There's stuff? There's nothing else left. There's nothing really going on. Not really. I mean, again, it's February. I got to put this out there, though, real quick. Um, because we didn't mention it, but I really think it is worth mentioning. 
when I registered my number for Thompson Speedway with the new uh, Michauda Mayberry management company there, um, they did not charge a registration fee. When you registered your number for Thompson, you simply filled the form out and you sent it in. No 20 bucks, no 50 bucks, no whatever. There was a, it was base, it was free registration. So I thought that was really cool and kind of worthy of a shout out. You know, I know that the tracks take that money and they, they can use it for certain things like point funds or, you know, other things like that. But I just remember back in the day, we didn't have to do that stuff. And then all of a sudden, then we had to. It's kind of like um, the year they burned down the porta potties at the World Series, and then the next year the tickets were twenty five dollars a piece higher, and they never went back down. And then uh, we never had to pay for camping at Thompson, and then it was fifty bucks, and now it's seventy five. And if you pay on the day you get there, it's a hundred. Money grab. Well, the prices don't go down normally. Mm-mm. You, you don't usually do that. No, usually not. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> Once they get it, they like the taste of the same treatment. It's like tax. It's like income tax. They were supposed to have it to help pay for the war. And then they're like, hey, we're getting a lot of money coming in here. And then they never got rid of it. Well, you talk about 1915. It, whenever they instant. I knew it was a we war. We didn't enter the war until uh, 1917. Well, they had to build up, obviously. Well, there's somebody <laughs> say that he wanted, uh, he was thinking about it anyway. But uh, public they're opinion. always thinking about it. Yeah, well, it's a lot of big bucks. Anyway, I got pressure. I think I got my anyway. poli- I think I got my political arguing or uh, ranting out of the way last week. And if you didn't hear that episode, that was pretty heated. Uh, I was very angry, and I don't take back any of it. So, <laughs> thanks for that. Um, anyway, oh by the way, I mentioned this on our last. Sh- oh no, I didn't mention this on our last show. I did mention it on Facebook. Um, I should mention it on other social medias, but I don't have Twitter or anything. Whatever. Anyway, I'll Twitter. mention it. I, I don't have it for the show. Oh. Um, I, I've had this feature for our podcast since the beginning. Like, our platform is Anchor. They're owned by Spotify. They've had this feature available to us the whole time. I've never taken advantage of it. And mm. it's called Voice Messages. Now, if you listen to a show like... Uh, the Dale Jr. Download and uh, Door Bumper Clear, which is the same basic company. It's Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo Media Company. They do those two podcasts. They have this option from the same company to do voice messages. And I'm like, wait a minute. I have that. Why don't we take advantage of it? So I post it up. I'm like, hey, send us your voice messages. And what's cool is we actually got two of them. And uh, I don't know who they're from. But, Jesse, you got those pulled up? We'll take a look at who sent us voice messages. Where would they be under? Uh, they're on the anchor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Click on new episode there. Penis, 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 penis. That's uh. Okay. So that was fun. Penis. What was the second one? Penis. Oh, god damn it! Such vulgarity, dude. Such vul. Was that you? Who are these children? <laughs> I don't know anything about it. So somebody... Okay, so we got two voice messages. What's your profanity? And both of them said penis. So great. So now you just taught people how to <laughs> fuck with the podcast. Great job. Great yes. job. You just well, played yourself. 
Well, no. Great. No, because I can preview these before we play them. So if you want to go to the podcast page and say penis. So go to anchor.fm slash... If you want to leave a voice message and uh, say whatever the hell you want, I'll probably play it anyway, uh, because I obviously just did. Uh, Go to anchor.fm forward slash making laps, and you can leave a voice message there. So, yeah, that just opened us up to a whole giant can of worms. (laughs) Yeah, we'll probably get a hell of a lot of that. This is going to be rough. Yeah, it's going to be rough. It'll be funny. but Great job. Yeah, great. That was kind of dumb of me. That'll probably last only two episodes. Anyway, why don't we move into the National Series stuff. Now, how do you guys feel, in general, about the Daytona road course itself? Because personally, not really a fan. I think Are I we see- talking itself as for, the track alone or for cup cars? Just for NASCAR, not for road, not for like Rolex or anything like that. Rolex is amazing. I love it. Like motorcycle racing, awesome. NASCAR, eh, it's, I'm still not sold. I've watched the last couple cup races, the Xfinity races, the truck races. Not, I don't know. I'm still not there. I, I can't really get on with it. What do you guys think? Well, it's kind of predictable. Um, green flag waves going to turn one. Everyone dies, mm. and then, and then, and then what's left? It's kind of like, it's kind of like, well, Daytona of a road course, in a way. Everyone, every, everyone dies early. They all crash into <laughs> each other, and then it's the best of the rest. Now I know that they I really. Know. I know they I kind really of put don't. this race on because California. Is still not like letting people do anything at all, and their gas is five yeah. bucks a gallon because um, they're communists. We can do uh, Sebring yeah, I was too. Say, Jesse, why aren't you playing a communist drama? Uh, yeah, we're, we was, are talking about California here. I, mean, I was letting him <laughs> talk, but I mean, California, California, <laughs> Phil, you're weeping. You got a tear going to your eye. This is the most beautiful song I've ever heard. I love the song. Okay, I, I love, love it. Cool this egg. is the song of my people. Yes. Mm. I love my engine. I mean, I can't complain. <laughs> but no, I know they kind of put this race together because of California's issues and stuff, but... Um, there are other road courses in the country. You there's know, plenty. Too. I mean, they're going to Coda, which I'm really kind of excited about, but... Daytona as a road course just for NASCAR, not anything else, not the IMSA stuff. Yeah. Just kind of, it just lacks soul to me for the cup cars and, and NASCAR in general. I just kind of don't like it. I'm, I'm not on board. They have- I'm going to give it one more year just mm. because I want to see if the new car makes a difference with a, a more sorted car that's yeah. more easily adjusted for a road course. That's a good point. I, I was think, also going to say this is also a relatively new track, uh, so that they're not used to. So maybe once they've learned the lay of the land and how the race operates, maybe it will become a little bit better once they understand what they're working with. They should just take that last chicane out and uncork them. Let them get. Let them get into yep. turn. Let, let them get by the flag stand at two fifteen. Cares. They gotta hit the brake anyway. What's the brakes the... are gonna be screwed at the end. Take ten laps off. There, we fixed it. What happens if they miss the turn? Oh my <laughs> gosh, they go off into turn one and slow down. Yeah. The only much. thing I will say is that with them having run the clash on the road course, I would have actually liked to see them maybe go up the road Atlanta, 
which I believe uh, IFC owns. Hmm. Uh, so I would like to see them go to Road Atlanta and then come back down to Homestead or go to Daytona 500 Homestead like it was supposed to be. Can we leave and the? Then, can we just leave the clash on the big track, please? How about we do a short track on the back stretch again? <laughs> let's just destroy them all they were going to do that anyway right <laughs> that's all they're going to do on the big track and there's a less chance that someone gets just, severely hurt on the small track just leave the damn clash on the big track there was nothing broken don't fix it it makes let the road course be its own entity and it can be special in its own way we don't need to make the clash like the all-star race it's not that that's all it's it's not you know make we don't need a gimmick another race. 20 lap shootout like it used to yeah, we don't need a gimmick race. Just run the race. It's just supposed to be special for certain people, and that's it. You know? What I liked about the Clash was that it was exclusive. And it made the 500 much more special. Exactly. Because it gave those exclusive ones a little bit of a reward for everything that they did the previous season or in years past. And that's right. why I liked it. Yeah, yeah I agree. So, uh, Ben Rhodes won the Daytona truck race on the road course. Ah. He went two for two. On the season so far. Um, I'm going to call him a hack every week now just because he's winning every week. I got um, you, Phil. I got you. Got him. I got you. Sheldon Creed put in... Sheldon Creed had no sponsors on that truck. He put in a really good showing. Uh, I know he didn't really have enough to pull off the win, but I know that Marcus Lemonis texted him from Camping World and said, hey, why don't we put something together? You don't have enough you know, sponsorship on that truck. Yeah, that's great. I mean... Yeah. I hate to see that happen, run a blank billboard there. And especially yeah. a driver as good as that one. Yeah. Looks like trading paints didn't load. It, yeah, it really did. I hate that. He's got to restart the computer now. It Jeez. sucks. It really sucks. Especially somebody who, well, he won the title last year, didn't he? Yep. Mm-hmm. No sponsors? Kidding me. No, whatever. I, I think I heard that his grandfather is funding uh, the ride right now with no sponsors on it. That yeah. sucks. Well, yeah, that's, I'll say it right now. Well, that grandpa, sucks. He grants his, yeah, well, it does, but his grandpa can't take it with him, so that's he's fair. lucky to get it. If I had the money and my kid wanted, to, or my grandkid or whatever wanted to race, and money was absolutely no object to me, I'd be like, here you go, kiddo. Just toss him a whole bunch. Have fun. See, I can't we, take it with me. We could have a truck series ride if I stupid-ass grandmas at least fucked two each. If one of them fucked a rich like guy. Like oil magnates or something. Yeah. Like somebody with money. Christ. Nope. Drunks and farmers. Oh well. <laughs> World War One, World War Two veterans. That's true. I'll give them that. That's a story in itself. We'll tell you that one later. So, all right, we'll move on to the Xfinity Series race because we got nothing else to talk about. And at the end of this, I will open the floor up to Jesse for, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, political conspiracy th- no conspiracy theory corner there we go i couldn't think of the name i'm like i gotta come up with a catchy name but i shouldn't do it on the spot wouldn't be hi good. meg hello hi wife found? oh sweet Ooh. a doug kobe bobblehead get the fuck out of here check it out what? What? it's what? looking off to the side like his neck's broken i don't know what's well, going on he looks very regal he hit the old turn one wall of stafford I'm sure you can fix it if you twist it. What an incredible likeness. I don't think I want to. I love the I detail. I'm going to leave it on. Where should I put it? I like right the detail. Hi, I'm Doug Kobe. Hi. Oh, God, don't let that thing fall over. Nah, you can't see it anyway, but whatever. 
I'll put it on the shelf next to the Fonz and uh, the nun that spits sparks and my trophy. Thanks, wife. That's cool. So. That's why she was two hours late. Yeah, she was getting me that. <laughs> yeah, then I stopped at my mom's. And... We don't need. You, that's okay. We believe you. <laughs> we believe you. That's okay. We don't need a store. We, go we don't need an I alibi. Dinner yet, and it's like nine. Okay. So, Xfinity Series race. We don't. Grandma doesn't care about the Granberry babies where they come from as long as she gets them. <laughs> or what color they are. It's okay. Everything's fine here. We're a progressive family. Just not that progressive. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ty Gibbs made history with his win at the Daytona Road Course Saturday night. Uh, in the Xfinity Series, uh, apparently he was the third youngest winner in series history behind Joey Logano and Chase Elliott. I don't know why that made history. You're third. You're third youngest. It's not even like the most youngest. Well, it, he okay. was one of only six drivers is what he made history on. That one, the first start in the well, I was Bush getting, quote. I was getting to that. Yeah. He joins Dale Earnhardt. Joe Rutman, Ricky Rudd, Terry Labonte, Kyle Busch to win in their Xfinity Series Joe debut. Rutman. I did say Joe Rutman, didn't I? Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jesse, Jesse remembered, but he didn't hear me. So. <laughs> yeah. While I was interrupting you. So I thought that he ran a hell of a race. Oh, he was a complete wheel man. Oh, my God. Like, nobody expected it. The, again, I'll put this out there. It's easy to hate on the kid for this, but a lot of people in racing have the silver spoon. And I don't think he even denies that he has it. I don't think that there's any way he can deny that he has it. Look at his name. I mean, guys like Brendan Gone have called themselves Lucky Sperm because they were born into rich families, and he owns it. There's a lot of guys like that, but there's a lot of people who have a silver spoon who don't do anything with it, but kind of hang around even though they suck. Now... I don't know a lot about this kid. I watched him in ARCA a few times. He looked pretty good. Uh, but he comes to Xfinity Series on a road course and leads a whole ton of laps and wins the thing. And not only does he win the thing, but he posts the his fastest lap and the entire race's fastest lap on the last lap of the race. That's pretty impressive. Yep. Now, there's where I get into Conspiracy Theory Corner. Jesse, would you like to lead Conspiracy Theory Corner? Uh, how, how old were those tires on the last lap? Question. I think they're about the same as the... Who was behind him again? Fit, oh, 22? Yeah. Cindric. I think Cindric and... I thought they had the same age tires. They pit on the same lap. Did They both came from the back, didn't they? And then there was a bunch of cautions. And how many kinda... laps did they have on those tires? Less than 10. Less than 10. I think, yeah. I think less than 10, right? Okay. Yeah, I think they had a restart with like eight or nine. They had a bunch of restarts. <laughs> well, well, the tires are pretty much the same as the uh, truck series. Am I correct? I think they are, or at least they're close. Or they might be the same as the cup series. I can't remember which one it is. Phil. One of them shares. I can't remember what. I think it's the truck series and the Xfinity series. Nonetheless, nonetheless, if they run two laps on those tires, there's a dramatic fall off on time. Am I correct? There is a lot of fall off at that track. That's for sure. If you didn't pit, you were going to you were going backwards in a hurry. So how the hell did he get fastest lap on the last race after on the having, last lap on the last lap with ten year old with ten excuse me 
might as well be 10-year-old, but 10-lap tires. That's an intriguing question, especially with the tire fall-off that they had. I'm not, And there was plenty of open air during the race where people had the opportunity to run a fast lap, too. Right. I just, I'm not saying especially anything. I'm just, I just have questions. I wonder, though, if any of that has to do with the track drying out and the proper line, the preferred line actually drying out quicker than... That's a good question. Not quick enough. Because they did... Um, or was that during the cup race that they threw the yellow? Oh, yeah, it was the cup race that they threw the yellow. I don't think there was any rain at all during the Xfinity Series race. I don't think there was any hint of it. Right? I don't, I don't remember there being... I don't remember there being any I rain remember at any all. Rain. I think the, the track was wet to start, but I don't recall if it was rain rain. I don't even... Th- it was sunny when they started. Right, but I think they had a shower earlier or something and parts of the track were I s- wet. I still think it was dry the whole way around. Are you saying that they have uh, a green racetrack is slower than one with a bunch of built-up rubber on it? It could be. I disagree, usually. I don't know. Usually a green <laughs> racetrack is... Bad fast. Super grippy because you don't have the slicked off. Yeah. Yeah. You're not running on the... You and know, you don't the, have marbles built up the Marbles, the, the oil and the tires, the, the you know the grease and whatnot, for the mm. rubber compound. That's my guess. That's but not the most... Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm Go just ahead. asking, you know? No, I think that it's pretty quick when you don't have... It, yeah, I think it's got a lot of grip to it when you don't have... I have also... I have other questions, too. Okay. See, um, how much horsepower do these things make? Somewhere around yeah. 500, 550. If the cup cars had 750, these probably had 650. Yeah, I would say these are 660. Yeah. Okay. They got a little less, yeah. All Because right. the cup cars were uncorked. So. All right. Yeah. And uh, Uncorked. I, yeah, I didn't put it in air quotes. Phil fixed it for me. <laughs> I just have uh, and and uh, first gear is usually pretty quick on a road course. You would think it's a what is it a, t- a taller gear so that for tight can, turns I guess for tight yeah. turns and, and you can that way it's got a you know tall gear ratio so it gets up the engine RPM quickly. Okay. Okay, so that brings me to my other point along my questionnaire is how is it how is it that hard to do a burnout in first gear of a road racing gear with a car that has 650 horsepower and very hot used up tires. Why is it hard to do a burnout there? Ben Rhodes didn't have a problem doing a burnout. Yeah, I didn't think he had a problem. They're about the same horsepower to weight. Yeah, ratio. it's weird. You could look at it from two two schools of thought here. Did he put it in third? Did he hit the brakes too hard to try to do a brake stand? But that's kind of hard to do when instead of going to the front brakes, he went to the rear brakes. That it's possible. Or is there you traction control? He had the handbrake on. <laughs> or is there traction control in the car? Because what does traction control do? It shuts the engine down when there's slippage in the rear axle. I. Okay, thank you, Raj. See, yeah, and I mean, and with all the wiring and devices, I mean, I, I, I this is the first time I ever. Thanks, bud. This is the first time I ever, you know. Heard about this traction control, obviously. As he rolls his eyes. But it's about the size the traction control unit is. Phil, correct me if I'm wrong. I I know you probably don't know much about them either. Um, but We're too poor to They're about that. the size of 
the whole unit basically is the size of this phone, if yeah. not smaller. Yeah, they're they're somewhere around there. I've seen them in drag racing applications. And I just allegedly again, this is conspiracy theory corner. This isn't like us accusing anybody. This is just conspiracy theory corner. I just have questions. Help. We yeah, we have a lot of questions. I mean, it brings me back basically. I'm sorry to interrupt, but it no, brings me it brings me back to the time when. Uh, Back in the mid '90s, uh, Jeff Gordon had problems doing a burnout too. When Ray Everham was his crew chief, was that about '96? Yeah, somewhere around there. He had problems doing burnout. I remember that. Yeah, allegedly there was a traction control device on that car. Is it allegedly or allegedly? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it depends on what school of thinking. If you ask Ray Everham, uh, if they didn't find it, it's not cheating. So. Yeah, that was his thing. So. That's everybody's thing, really. So, I mean, it's not unheard of, and it's a distinct possibility. Again, it's just, it's kind of weird. And it was kind of weird uh, just and, to, to kind of mull over for the night because of what happened the next day. And that's what, um, again, we'll get, we'll, we'll tie these two in here. See, all these questions just build and build and build. Now, in keep in brain. mind... Keep in mind the car owner who won here. I feel like Columbo. Obviously, it was Gibbs. Okay. Yeah. So, on um, the next day, and we'll go into deeper into the race, but we're going to do Conspiracy Corner first. Um, <clears throat> Christopher Bell picks up his first Cup Series win yeah. uh, at the Daytona Road Course in a Gibbs car. Uh, and after the race is over, we'll go into the race later, obviously. But after the race is over, he's told by his crew, no burnouts. We need to save the engine. We need to save the engine, which nobody else was told that. <laughs> um, Michael McDowell sure wasn't told that when he won the Daytona 500. Um, neither were the truck guys or Xfinity guys. But um, <clears throat> it's just, it, you know, when you put all the puzzle pieces together, it's like, okay, car couldn't do burnout, kept shutting off every time the tire spun. Uh, it drove off the corner way harder than any other car. Uh, and then all of a sudden, this other Gibbs car wins. It's his first win. And then they tell him not to do a burnout because of what? They have to save an engine. For what race? Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. For what? Jesse, I'm going to give you time so when the podcast they, is done. Okay. So anyway. Finished, but sorry. Okay. They um, wipe that chocolate off your again, face. Again, it's just <laughs> chocolate. Anyway. Um, I just it's have just, a question. Is my question is is that what are they saving the motor for the next race for? What what possible? What where are they racing next? Now I don't know where they're going to race. It. I looked. I tried to find the actual rule for motors. The only thing that I could come up with was teams must compete in a minimum of sixteen points events with a short block sealed engine up from thirteen. And I couldn't find any other info detailing that wording. I just couldn't find anything. Like but essentially, from my understanding of that rule, it's that short block that's in that car has to race 16 times without being refreshed. Yeah. It's the short block, not the long block. It's the Correct. rotating assembly. Right, so who Correct. cares? How do you seal a short block? Probably in the oil pan. Yeah, I could see that. There's sure there's probably some way around that, but yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's like he just got done racing an entire goddamn race a road course where there's a lot of RPM differentials and a lot of um, 
yeah. lateral load, you know, twisting load basically on the engine and, and drive line. And it's like, wait, we have to save the engine. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so like I said, it's just really, it's all these things come together and it just screams odd to me. You know, it just really just feels weird. You think they're going to race that engine at Homestead? I no, kind of doubt that. it's not going to be in that car. They're going to have a different car. Yeah, I kind of doubt it. They're going to have a different car. They're going to they're going to refresh this engine in a, which is going to be in a totally different car. Yeah. For a totally different racetrack. You can't run a road course engine on a Xfinity race at at Homestead Miami and be competitive. Well, no, you're going to that's a cup car that they told them to save the engine on. But you're still the same theory. It's not going to you're not going to do the same right. thing. I mean, different cam profile. Well, yeah, their next race is going to be at Homestead Miami. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, crazy. Again, just weird coincidences, you know. Again, car won't do a burnout. Shuts off every time the wheels spin. I mean, what? He can't be that dumb. He just won a damn race. It's not like he's putting a thing in third. This is his first <laughs> Cup win. Yeah. And uh, no, I'm t- talking about the other guy, the Xfinity Ty Gibbs. I was talking about his burnout. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they come on and they're like, "Yeah, no burnout." For, it's like for what, Christopher did you learn, Bell. Did you learn from yesterday yeah. not to give it away? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Again, it's we've been in racing too long, and we've seen literally everything. So what's our brain going to go to? It's going to go to the weirdo conspiracy theory. And it's not like the other cars were slow either. All those cars were up front and fast. It's yeah. just that, uh, you know, Truex was up front. Hamlin was up front. Even Kyle Busch was up front. Crashing. But yeah. up front. I, I think if Truex hadn't gotten wrecked or whatever happened to him, uh, he was going to be the one to beat. Right. Yeah, all of them All of them had problems except for uh, Christopher Bell, and that's the only reason why he the, the, the teammates weren't friends because they all had their individual problems. And what's the one manufacturer that just last week came out and said, hey, in 2021, we would like to expand? Oh. Toyota. Dodge. Yeah, I wish. I wish. But, no, Toyota came out last week. Again, this is our conspiracy theory brain. This is another puzzle piece. But they came out last week and said, hey, for 2021, we want to add teams. And they're talking about current teams that are probably going to be moving over into Toyota. You know, like Chevy teams are going to be going to Toyota and all this other stuff for the new car. So it's Can like. you imagine RCR going to Toyota? That'd be weird. I heard something Odd. about Petty possibly, but I don't know. That's probably that. a rumor. But who, he'll probably go to whoever gives him the most support. But I could see that. He I was, would. You know, he's, you know much, honestly, he's been every I manufacturer. What's that? I honestly think it'll be Front Row Motorsports. It'll be. It's going to be somebody. We we know that another established team or two is probably going to go to Toyota next year. So it's just well, very um, strange to me, you know. McDowell already had a relationship with uh, Toyota in the past, so it would be a good fit if he stayed with that team. Well, that's the same with Bubba Wallace. He had a, a relationship with Toyota since he was yep. in K and N. You know, yeah, so. he raced for Gibbs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he raced for Gibbs back then. He was so. part of the uh, Driver for Diversity program, which uh, was under was sponsored by Joe Gibbs and uh, Reggie White. Yeah, that's what that's what that was about. Yeah, that was back like uh, mid mid two thousands, late two thousands, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, factual information. Yeah, on this podcast, that's the f- only time we'll ever be factual. The only People other. The only other issue I had with this race was NASCAR throwing the caution with 15 to go for rain, and it was only in a few turns of the track, and 
every they said, oh, we got to have people give people the option that they can come down and put rain tires on if they want. Everybody came down pit road. Nobody put rain tires on. So basically, NASCAR is the only series that runs. You know, there's plenty of road course series out there that run in the rain. They pretty much all do, but none. But none of them throw a full course caution so that teams can come down and put on rain tires. It's left up to the teams. So why does NASCAR stick their nose in it and say, hey, we're going to throw a yellow, and uh, we want you guys to make up your mind as to what tires you want to put on? It's like, no, you're kind of altering the finish at this point. Like, why not just leave it up to discretion? If they're stupid and they crash their car because it's downpouring and they don't put rain tires on, that's their own stupid fault. You're going to get a full course caution anyway. Even... Formula One makes them slow down. Yes, Roger. I'll give you 30 minutes after the podcast. Oh, you think so, huh? You're going to give me Roger, 30 stop, minutes? Stop coming what in do and I do, scheduling. Destroy the child. Yeah, I Corrupt know. them all. This is their plan, people. These are demons. <laughs> Apparently my kid's trying to be the producer and telling us how much time we have left. And I'm like... So my point is, is that even the coddled rich, elitist, expensive Formula One will make them run in the rain or even slow down to like 25, 30 miles an hour and 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 not even, you know, manhandle the race that much. I mean... Yeah, they won't even... They how won't, embarrassing they won't micromanage is, the race that, at all. Like How that. embarrassing and soft does NASCAR look doing that? Oh. I'm sorry. Federal League! <laughs> not this! But <laughs> What the hell was that from? Slapshot. Damn it, I remember that now. <laughs> oh, so defeating. Oh what a God. bunch of pussies. So bad. I'm Come on, NASCAR. You're supposed to be a... NASCAR came from bootleggers running from the law, tough guys who barely wore seatbelts and fire suits, Good old boys who would punch you in the face. Kill Yarborough left the damn racetrack in 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 Darlington, dusted himself off, and just walks back in. It's like, wow, that really sucked. And they didn't have anywhere near the safety equipment we had. And it, now they're like, oh my god, someone could break a nail. Let's throw the caution and give them the option. It's like, go away. <laughs> god damn, you're soft, Can NASCAR. You manipulate the finish of the oh, race any further. It's like, oh wait, debris caution. <laughs> Say debris caution again. <laughs> Tie them yeah, up. but when there's half of a, a carcass of a car laying on the track for five laps, they don't throw a yellow. Yeah, yeah, they'll leave a they'll leave parts and pieces and shit all over the place. Like what happened to Michael McDowell? He started on the outside pole, goes into turn one, never locked the tire up. The thing's already flat before he got there. He blew a tire under frickin' pace laps. They can't even do that. But no, it's dangerous to have sprinkle dinkles over in the fucking corners. We gotta have them put their snowshoes and ice skates Let's on. Let's not make the drivers <laughs> hit the brakes. Oh, God. Uh, I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. Anyway, um, what else happened in that race? I know I completely glossed over the idea that... Uh, uh, Austin Sindrick lost the whole right front basic body of his car, and we totally glossed over the freaking AJ Allmendinger. And uh, oh man, that was terrible! <laughs> that 
That was the top five dumbest fucking things I've ever seen two race car drivers do. This is why I need more detailed notes, but goddamn, that was stupid. <laughs> what the hell were you two guys thinking? You know, I hope those 10 points were worth it. AJ had the, the... It wasn't even for the win. It was the stage win. And yeah. he had it won if all he did was keep the wheel pointed straight. And Chase Briscoe wasn't going to pass him. And all he had to do was, I don't know, give him a little bit of room. Neither of them gave each other any room. AJ tried to block him. Chase went down to the line. He didn't even go to the apron, and he hooks or he turns him into the infield, destroys AJ's car. He's all done. Chase ruins the whole right front of his car, ruins most of his day, but he ends up back up front somehow. It's That's like bead blower, keeping that right front cool. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it wasn't enough for him to win. But he did make a really good comeback. Yeah, I was impressed. Um, oh, we should probably throw a good shout out to uh, local boy Ryan Priest. He did not have any drive off early, but they worked on it, and he was well inside the top 10 at the end. And obviously a lot more experienced road racing guys like Almondinger got by him, and uh, I think one other guy. And I think he finished, what, ninth at the end of the day? And, which race uh, are we talking about at this point? What's that? I said, which race are we talking about? We were just talking about Cindric and his right front. I know, but we're glossing over all the other shit that we completely <laughs> missed earlier. I'm like, well, you know what? We completely forgot about this. But no, Ryan. I'm talking Ryan Priest in the cup race. Uh, that's his second top 10 of the year. And his second time out this year, outperforming his teammate by quite a bit, who has a full-time <laughs> ride that's completely funded. So I, I saw something, and I don't know if it was correct, but in the first race, uh, in the Daytona 500, he scored more points in that race than he did in the first five races of last year. Now, in two races, he scored more points than he did in, I think it said, the first 11 races of last year. And he's also matched his top 10 total from last year. Yep. In the first two races. <laughs> and those, those guys, I mean... We've only seen one road course on a super speedway, but those cars look better this year. We'll like, get they a, look like they have more speed overall. We'll get a really good indication of what they're capable of coming up this week at Homestead, in my opinion. Because so, it's, yeah. it's not your typical mile and a half, but it's Still. pretty good yardstick to measure off of. So, oh, how far I think Homestead this? is the best. Yeah, Homestead's awesome. It's gone through three different uh, changes, to, but at least they got it right the last time. Remember when it used to be like Indianapolis? Yeah, that was just weird. Phil, your cup runs over. There's racing all over the place in Florida. I know, right? Yeah. Jeez. I hope no one can hear that. I hope nobody can hear my kid peeing with the door open. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we're an hour into this episode. Oh, we're done here. Anybody got anything else to go on? Any other controversy? I completely muffed. I need some Jack Daniels. Nothing? Oh, uh, Nothing. Hmm. Nothing worthwhile. Nothing, really. Uh, I know a lot of guys had some real... Oh, Michael McDowell, by the way. He got a top ten as well. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, Everybody. what, seven? Uh, yeah, I think so. He finished up uh, deep in the top ten. So, yeah, he was pretty good. So, he scored two top tens this year. Everybody discounts the guy at, like, super speedways and road courses, but he's... Pretty damn good at both of them. Well, he yeah. comes from a sports car background. He has to be good at. He should be good at road courses, in my opinion, because he came from. He was a Star Mazda Series champion. Oh, he was. 2004. Yeah. Jeez, I forgot about and that. And he has a IMSA background. 
That's right. Yeah. Jeez. I forget sh- all about the guy. Yeah, he should be. He should be good on the rogue horses. All right, I think, uh, I think we're going to... And if you ask Bubba Wallace, he's got a meme right rear hook. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I think we're good here for today. I'm going to wrap this thing up. So you can find this podcast on every major podcast platform. You can find it on Instagram at Making Laps Podcast, Facebook.com slash Making Laps Podcast. Send it. Stop it, boy. I'm trying to read this thing. Uh, You can send us a Gmail at uh, Making Laps Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to send us a voicemail, go to anchor.fm forward slash. I know Jesse's saying don't do it. Anchor.fm forward slash Making Laps. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Oh, you, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sid's Vault. Go subscribe there, and there's a whole lot of Don't content, especially uh, especially documentaries and uh, fun videos. Go watch the old Sid's views. They were great. How about now? Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> How about now? Anyway, uh, uh, we're being invaded here. Um, so, External commentary. Uh, there's cats. There's kids. There's all sorts of zoo-like creatures running around here. Uh, so you can Both find me. Love Jesse that way. <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at BrentGleason01. You can find me on Twitter at the same handle. Uh, you can find Phil on all major social media platforms at P-J-A-C-Q-U-E-S Racing. Uh, Jesse has something here. There's, oh, that's Phil's outro music? That's right. I forgot about that. Nope. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you couldn't hear it the last couple of times. That's right. Hi, bud. <laughs> He's, he's got his mistress behind him. All right, we are uh, corrupting the, the youth around here. Jesse, where can people find Nothing. you at? Uh, people can find me at gab.com oh, forward slash uh, Ben Affleck is an okay actor. And you can find <laughs> me at parlor at uh, forward slash uh, a pink uh, puffy cooter. Uh, that's, yeah, corrupting the youth here. Great. Now we're going to get DCF called on me. All right, so until next time. Thank you all for listening. I appreciate it. Keep in mind all those social media platforms and all that stuff. Boy, how do we end this thing? Look at the camera. Keep your dirt down and stay out of fence. Thank you for listening. Yeah, that was probably the best one you did all year. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Oh, I had to ruin it.